City Discount Tyres. Buy three, get one free on the popular Falcon Zeke CT60 SUV tyre. This is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. Well, 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 it doesn't get any bigger than this. It's Showdown Saturday and we're broadcasting live from Harbour Down, down the southern end. So come on down and say hello to us. Uh, we're going to be covering that game from all angles over the next two hours, plus a dissection of uh, last night's belter between Collingwood and Richmond. But Bryce Gibbs, why not start off with a bang? We've got the head coach of Port Adelaide, Kenny Hinckley, on the line with us right now, ahead of what history says will be a, a tight contest. Kenny, have we got you there? Good morning, boys. Uh, good morning, Kenny. Thanks for joining us this morning. Um, we'll get straight into it. So you and Nixie both uh, used the word hate during the press conference during the week. Is is this just a rivalry phase, or, or do you actually really hate the Crows? Yeah, there's a genuine rivalry. Let's let's not get confused with what gets mixed up sometimes. Sometimes the, the real part about what, what's true about this is there's a genuine sporting rivalry, and there's genuine hatred. I'm not, going to, I'm not trying to use the word of hatred because it's a sporting rivalry. This is not a personal thing in any way. I think everyone in this state loves the fact that both teams want to get each other and want to get them good. And I think that's true. Yeah, well, I tend to agree. We, yeah. we sort of, uh, we do feel that. Um, and you guys obviously get to wear the famous prison bars tonight in front of your own fans. What does this mean to the club? Yeah, it's, a, it's a, just a, a great moment for us, to be honest. Our heritage is getting um, acknowledged. And it's what we're proud of. And there's been a lot of people work really hard to make sure we get this opportunity to play in our state against our rival and, and wear the jumper that we, we as a football club connect to so greatly as a family. And that's true. Hey, Kenny, I, I saw a couple of years back Port Adelaide released a video of you speaking to the players pre-game uh, ahead of a showdown. And it just gave me tingles the way that you draw on the emotion and the meaning behind the, the game. How did you describe the meaning of the game this week to the players? We've just lost him there. Uh, We might be getting Kenny right back on the line in a moment. But Bryce Gibbs, it is a big game. Uh, Of course, the biggest of the year for Port Adelaide and the Crows. It it certainly is. And we're looking for... We We should possibly get Kenny back in a sec. I think we've got him. Um, Kenny, if we've got you there... um, Let's, can we just talk about selection? Because you've swung the axe this week. Uh, Mitch Georgiatis has, has been dropped. Uh, is this more of a, a structure thing, or was he just lacking a little bit of confidence? Oh, look, clearly he's down a little bit on his confidence because he's formed with display that he's, he's lacking a little bit of belief himself. Now, Mitch gets a number of opportunities, but the greatest thing for Mitch to do is go back and just play with some freedom and, and enjoy playing football and take some of the pressure that's been applied by himself as much as anyone, I think, and give him a chance to chill. We know how good he is. We know, you know how, how exciting he's going to be for the future. And what about uh, Razio Fantasia? Yeah, he hasn't quite been able to hit the scoreboard like we know he can and will. Um, he's coming back from a long time out, so it's, it's, look, we'd like it not to be... We'd like it to be a surprise, but we're probably not surprised that it's taken a little bit of time to get going. And uh, is there anything in particular you need to be wary tonight about the Crows game, their style? Clearly. How are we going here? How, 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 how are my questions going? There's a pattern. I'm asking a question and then he's dropping out. I wonder why that is. Warning. 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 <laughs> April 1st. Tom Lyon, you're an April fool. <laughs> 
Oh, oh yeah. good morning, Tommy. Gotcha. We got him. Oh, we God. got him. I'm like, has Ken got a vendetta <laughs> with me? <laughs> why we had to follow a bloody protocol of questions so yes to everyone listening this morning we have just pranked tommy lyon oh on God. air him thinking that we we had kenny hinkley on the line interviewing him ahead of the the showdown but it is april falls the you first of april i thought those i thought it was a little bit too regimented <laughs> and i thought the way jace was attached he was so attached <laughs> the way we asked these questions and the order of the questions as well. And I, just as I was about to improvise, uh, Bryce tapped me and went, oh, no, I'm going to go again. <laughs> um, yeah, well, that was a load of crap, wasn't it? <laughs> okay, uh, we're great, off to a fly. Uh, great way here. to start your Saturday morning. And out. Bryce gives bloody pat me on the way in. We've got the big dog. <laughs> We've got the big dog to start the show. This is great. Um, Port Adelaide giving us fantastic access there to Ken Hinckley grabs. Certainly, they certainly have. <laughs> so uh, Kenny, obviously, with those, they, 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 he wasn't lying. Those actually were real grabs he used from his press conference during the week. So yeah. um, luckily you hadn't <laughs> tuned into that press conference, Tommy, because you would have uh, had a bit of sense I, of deja vu, no <laughs> doubt. I would have recognised that straight away. Oh, well, like uh, one to Jace, zero to me. One to Bryce, zero to me. So um, moving on. Big game, big game for the showdown. Uh, Bryce, you've been a part of a, a couple of them. Yeah, I certainly have. Only two, Tommy. I'm lucky enough to play in two, but they were two very good ones, yeah. mind you. The first one was when um, Stephen Motlop kicked that goal with about 30 seconds to go yeah. for uh, Port to win. And then the second one yeah. later in the year was my 250th game, actually, in a, in a home showdown, yeah. which was very special. And uh, JJ... Yeah, oh, controversially JJ, yeah. hit the post, yeah. uh, which saw the Crows win um, with, a goal. with a goal with the last 30 seconds of the game. So yeah. played in pretty two good ones and uh, would have loved to play in a couple more. But, yeah, they're, um, they're certainly fun games. Yeah. Uh, Kenby, the, uh, the Tiger at Adelaide Zoo, has uh, chosen the Adelaide Crows as a win. So I, I think that's... Uh, Fascinating when they do that, where they put two pieces of uh, meat in front of an animal and the tiger has chosen the crows, so obviously sport bet, sports bet will be adjusting their odds. But um, Bryce, look, let's catch up on life. Where have you been this week? What have you been doing? Uh, no, nah, it's just been a normal <laughs> stock standard week, I think. <laughs> Tommy, you're a bit, ra- you're a bit rattled. Uh, look, I'm, just, I'm still getting some marbles together. Um, well, I'll tell also you what, ra- <laughs> <laughs> he's genuinely rattled here, ladies and gentlemen. Tommy getting pranked this morning with an April Fool's joke. Why don't I take over for a little bit? Okay, We've got some great guests rolling. coming yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. We've so got a big show coming as up. As it is uh, showdown week or showdown day, yeah. um, we've got the three-time, the three-time <laughs> showdown medalist and my good mate Sammy Jacobs coming up after 9.30. We'll also speak to Brian yes. Cunningham at the Port Adelaide Hall of Famer as well to get his thoughts on Port uh, and showdowns as well. Um, we've got a sports wrap, Tommy. Yeah. Uh, we're going to dissect the Thursday night, last night's game, talk a bit yep. about that as well, uh, and obviously preview a few other games. Well, we've got a bit of time right now. Why don't we jump into last night's game? What did you think of Collingwood's performance? I thought even though it was a bit of a slippery, sloppy game, um, you could still see Collingwood's template there, the way they were moving the ball from the back line was, you know, obviously the wetness didn't allow for that. 
to be completely slick, but it was still there. And I feel like the Pies just have a game of attrition because they're, they just keep powerfully going forwards. And it's just a, only a matter of numbers before they get chat. Yeah, they're, they're going to be a very good side this year. Yeah. And uh, they're making me look a bit silly. I don't... Um, tip to fall out of the eight this year, so that's uh, I got certainly got that one wrong, I think. But uh, yeah, they're out. They are a very good side, and yeah. I mean they weren't going to win every game like they did last week against Port Adelaide, and but that's what good sides do. They they were challenged against you know a little bit of an undermanned at Richmond. They had a couple of key outs mm. pull out during the week, but we still know Richmond are a hard team to play against, even though they are missing a couple of players in terms of the. Um, you know, energy around the ball and, and they, they play that surge mentality and it is can be hard to score against. But like good sides do, they, they find a way to win, even if it is a little bit ugly. And the conditions did turn the game into a little bit of an ugly game. Some players mm. found it hard to, um, to you know, be clean with the ball, but uh, that's what the good players do. Yeah. It doesn't matter what conditions of the game uh, is dishing up the the good players and elite players are still clean with the ball and you know the, the likes of Dugowie, the Dacos boys, mm. they, they look like they were playing with a with a dry footy. How clean yeah. and how precise their skills were under a little bit of uh, tricky conditions. Yeah, and, and the Pies, something new for them this year is that they've won the contested possession count over the first three rounds. They're sitting at plus 85, which is the most of any side after the first three rounds ever. So I thought that was fascinating. Obviously, Tom Mitchell playing a big part of that, but still side bottoms class. He, he looked like a 24-year-old last night. His, his class stands out, doesn't it? Yeah, he's another one that's just super clean yeah. uh, in wet conditions and... His kicking this year has been unbelievable. Uh, I think he's one of the best kicks in the AFL at the moment, and it doesn't matter if it's left foot, right foot, mm. whatever it is, he, he can he can hit those targets, and and not just the the lateral back kicks to switch the play. He's he's pulling the trigger through the 45 and under pressure as well, and and when everyone else around you isn't quite using the ball as well as they'd like, when when a player like he is pulling off the the kicks and um, and handballing balls that mm. just shouldn't shouldn't be happening. When he's pulling them off, it looks even more impressive. So he's uh, he's winding the clock back. Uh, a bit like Pendlebury as yeah. well. He just did some things last night. You just go, wow, how is this bloke still putting, putting performances out like this? It just shouldn't be happening. So, uh, yeah, that's the beauty of where Collingwood are at at the moment. They've got all these young guys coming through and it's taking a bit of pressure off the older guys like your Pendlebury's mm. and your side bottoms. They, can, they don't have to be best on ground every week to win like they used to, you know, three or four years ago. They've got mm. all these other guys playing such good footy. They can just run around, do as they like, get their 25, 30 touches themselves and yeah. just it looks like they're having fun because they're, they're playing with a smile on their face. Yeah, they are having fun. They're just playing a, a lesser role, but if you like, but uh, that pressure coming off them allows them to just shine. I thought Frampton has been a handy pickup for them. He could be a handy pickup for the Crows if they wanted him back. Um, the inside 50 count was a huge discrepancy. Pyers absolutely smashed him there. What, what did you think of Richmond? Their four A's forward for me felt like they were just not as clean or easy. It was just a, it was a lot harder for them to score. Yeah, and that, that's probably the pressure that Collingwood were putting on mm. as well. They've uh, they've set up really well behind the ball, Collingwood, in the in the first couple of weeks. And... Uh, and they're locking the ball in their f- side their forward half. They're playing a forward half game. So you just spoke about the, the clearances and the contest the ball. Off the back of that, they're winning those clearances, getting it inside forward 50 and applying immense pressure so that they can turn the ball over before it even gets in the opposition's 
half of the ground. So yeah. when you're playing footy like that, you're, you're conserving a lot of energy, not defending. Um, mm. And it, it's just starving opposition teams of forward goal-kicking opportunities, I suppose. So, um, yeah, Richmond will be a little bit disappointed with that. They, they still hung around and still came back and challenged Collingwood at periods in the game. I think they got it back within a goal at one stage. But, uh, again, Collingwood's class, they kicked into another gear and, and kicked away and uh, got a, they've gone to 3-0 three and, three and to start this season. God help us all, as I keep saying every week. Collingwood, uh, the team to beat, it looks like. And the only other one thing from a Collingwood point of view mm. going forward now will be how their rucks go. Darcy Cameron yeah. has hurt his knee and looks like he'll be missing some time. So we saw... Um, or, Cox is out as well with a, with a yep. sternum issue or a rib issue. So he's going to miss some, some significant time as well. And McStay has yes. been the, the ruckman in the second half. And it looks like there's no one else to take those duties. So yeah. that uh, will be fascinating to see how they just juggle their forward line around. Obviously, McStay was recruited to come and yeah, come help out point. in that forward line. So he's going to have to do majority of the, the rucking yeah. uh, with these injuries. So how they shuffle things around... That will be uh, interesting to see. Yeah, I, l- I like the structure that McStay has given them. Okay, well, uh, it's time for me to recover from what just happened earlier in the show. It was an April Fool's prank for the ages. Thank you for that, producer Jace. Uh, we are here for Lumo Energy SA, SENSA, Studio Lumo SA is at number one King William Street and powered by Lumo Energy SA. City discount tyres, city discount tyres, SUV tyre sales are on now. And Solitaire Automotive, we've got a lovely new car sitting right beside us. It's a white four-wheel drive luxury wagon type vehicle, uh, much better than mine. Solitaire Volkswagen, Adelaide's largest range of Volkswagens. Uh, Solitaire has SA's biggest range of Volkswagens, new and demonstrator vehicles in stock and ready for immediate delivery. It's currently 8.47 and up next... The man who's been involved in many a showdown, Bryce Gibbs, is going to describe the rivalry and how it compares to all the other rivalries. It's 8.47. Good morning, boys. <laughs> Good. Now it's one-on-one inside the forward 50. Angus, after his man slipped over, takes Talia on again. Ben Burlo closing. Monfries has kicked the goal. Unbelievable. That makes up for Robbie Gray in the first quarter. Haven't seen anything like that. It's gone at right angles. I've been genuinely rattled today. You are and rattled, I'm, Tommy. Uh, I'm off to an absolute howler. Now, we are broadcasting live from Harbortown this morning. It's a big day. It's showdown day. We're covering it from all angles, Bryce Gibbs. That one was the old leg spinner from Angus Modfries. Do you remember that? It did. It bounced at right angles. Yeah, it's just jagged back. I couldn't believe it. I was um, crying in my beer that night. <laughs> <laughs> Bryce, you've been part of this rivalry. You've been part of a few rivalries, actually, and uh, probably began at Carlton when you guys came up a bit against Collingwood. How does that compare? What, what are your memories of the Carlton-Collingwood games? Yeah, I've, I have been lucky enough, now that you mention that, to play in a couple of big rivalry games. And, I mean, that's probably the the... I don't know, the, lucky to get drafted to a, a club that is as big as Carlton and, and has the history and, and mm. the, the, those rivalry ties to like a Collingwood and, and an Essendon. And it was one thing that um, you do, or we did it when we first walked into the club, you do get you know, a presentation on the history of the club and, mm. and what the club's done and 
and those rivalries are mentioned right. in those sort of lessons. So uh, what, what did they actually say? Did they say, and while we're at it, we hate Collingwood. We hate Collingwood, <laughs> yes. Like, and it is really? still alive. And, yeah. Um, and I think that the fans cover it or you know, bring it more yeah. so than anyone as well these days. But, yeah, you certainly, leading into those Collingwood games, the Essendon games, they're probably the two that, mm. that stick out the most. And it, and it is like showdown week here in Adelaide. It, it, really? is, it is a different build-up. It is. Than just right. a regular home and away yep. season game. So, um, obviously, off the back of getting told, as soon as you walk in the door, you know, this is these are the teams who we have to beat. Um, and we, I remember uh, even in some of the pre-game speeches between uh, those sides, uh, especially uh, there was one against Essendon mm. where Sticks Kernahan they invited <laughs> him down to talk to the players just right. before we were about to run out. Yeah. And he gave this big spiel about his hatred for, for them <laughs> and, and how, you know, there's four games a year you have to win and that's two against Collingwood, two against Essendon. Because we would usually play both of those teams twice because right. obviously the, you know, there'd be the up, upwards of 80,000 people there in, yeah. in all of those games. And him delivering this speech, he, he nearly, he was that emotional. He nearly had tears in his eyes. And yeah. to hear him talk about it, like it was, you wanted to just start running through walls. It, yeah. was, it was that inspiring. So the, 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 you get taught that, obviously, not only from the club when you walk in, mm. then you go to functions and you speak to past players and they pass down their stories against playing these sides and, and how they went about it. And then they tell you, going forward, you need to continue this. Yes, this maintain the rage. And, and hatred for, for these clubs. And, yeah, it, it absolutely is still a real thing. And as I said before, the, the fans love it yeah. more than anyone. And, and those, those games uh, that you play in, as I said, big crowds, but they're no, no, noticeably more loud and the atmosphere is greater in mm. those games as well. So, yeah, um, yeah I've been very lucky to play in, uh, in a lot of those games. Okay, so by comparison, now let, let's firstly have a listen to Matty Nix this week uh, talking about the Crows' hatred for Port. It's, it's not personal. It's just, it's white line. It's, we cross that, it's a, it's a battle. Um, I think that's why people love it. That's why we pack the stadium out. That's why it's one of the highest rated games on the calendar. Um, because there is that, you know, we, we watch Port play on weekends and we want them to lose. It is what it is. We don't like them. <laughs> is that? I'd love to know how, how much of it is nowadays, because I, I heard during the week it was Ryan Burton and then it was, I can't remember who else, it was someone else and they're rolling out these lines, we hate them, we despise them. How much of it is the PR department going, now remember, pump this up because we've got to sell some sales, and uh, how much of it is, is legitimate? What was the lead-up going into the showdown like for you when you were at Adelaide? Oh, one, I was really looking forward to it because I, yeah. I knew the, the the atmosphere, and as I said, I've played in a few that I, I thought this would be very similar, and it certainly was. Mm. Um, but as a player, like... I don't. It's certainly not manufactured because you don't. You, you shouldn't need any more motivation anyway. Leading into a game of footy, but mm. if it's there, why not harness it and grab it and, and yeah. use it to help fuel you? Like, yeah. Um, you know, Matty Nix spoke about 
it not being personal, but why why can't it be personal? <laughs> like seriously, like if that's going to help you get yeah. up and and get you going, absolutely use it. And 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 I, I remember. I actually enjoyed playing, even though it was my 250th game and, and playing in a home showdown. I actually, and we won that game, I enjoyed just probably more so playing in the, the away showdown against the Port fans and yeah. them standing up and doing, you, they'll never tear <laughs> us apart. But like standing there in your position, waiting for the ball bounced while they're all you get a singing, like it's like, this is this is on. Like <laughs> We're about to... We're about to go to war here, like, and the adrenaline that pumps wow. through your veins in that moment, yeah. you can't replicate that anywhere, anywhere else. So wow. I, I tried to build it up in my head at, at, that it was personal and yeah. it, it is it is on here. And when you walk in your positions, I remember yeah. in that game as well, because Source Jacobs, who we are going to speak to later yes. on in the show, he'd won three showdown medals and would usually play, play very well against Port, they yeah. went after him before the bounce had even started. As, as we're walking to our positions, they yeah. made a – it was a conscious decision before the game for them to go after him. So getting involved in that <laughs> as well got the juices <laughs> flowing even more. So all that stuff. And I find Port probably built it up more than Adelaide yes. because we saw that in the game, the last showdown last yes. year where there was a bit of to and froing in the media leading. Yeah. And Port were the ones initiating it and going – going hard at it, yeah. and the Crows sort of just said, oh, what, whatever. Then nothing ended up happening in the game. There was no push and shove. There was sort of – it was a bit of a lead balloon, and Port yeah. ended up beating them by 60-odd points or whatever yeah. it was, which was a little bit disappointing. But I reckon make it personal. And, and it is. It, they, they are big games, yep. big games yep. to play. And, and for two hours, the state is divided, <laughs> and, it is, and it is bragging rights for the next – you know, three or four months until they play again. Yeah, I can't imagine the feeling of being on the back of a loss in in a showdown, just the deep, dark hole that players want to crawl into. And usually, more often than not, it doesn't matter where both sides are mm. on the ladder or how they're going. We, we have had the odd blowout, but yeah, most of these games are pretty close. History says that. It's, it's ridiculous how, how this ga- game throws up these close ones every... Almost every single time, the blowouts seem to be one every sort of six or so. Uh, but I'm predicting a close one again tonight, and um, that was an excellent build-up, Bryce Gibbs. I've got a bit of the tingles myself just thinking about it. Well, I'm playing round one today for the Panthers, and that's just oh. getting me even more fired <laughs> up, Tommy. So, uh, But we'll be looking forward to speaking to Sam Jacobs yeah. about it a little bit later, and, and also Brian Cunningham as well, the Port Adelaide Hall of Famer. Three-time showdown medalist Sam Jacobs will give us another insight on that, and plenty more to come up after the news. We're going to... Uh, pull apart the showdown and analyse where it can be won and lost. Sammy Jacobs coming up after 9.30, but right now it's 9 o'clock on the dot. Nope, it was a goal. Legitimate goal. No controversy around that one, Bryce Gibbs. And I was so thankful it was too, because that was the <laughs> my 250th game yeah, uh, in right. a home showdown. And I think he, he even said he thought it hit the post, yeah, Josh. Yeah. So... Uh, Thankfully, the umpire didn't uh, didn't pick up on it. Yeah, another all-time great uh, showtime showdown moment. We've got a few of them coming up in the show, but right now, very special guest on the phone because we are positioned right next to a beautiful solitaire automotive uh, four-wheel drive. Uh, Kylie Matthews, general sales manager of Solitaire Volkswagen. Have we got you there, Kylie? Good morning, guys. How are you? 
Yeah, very good. Thanks for um, jumping on for a quick chat. So what, what's your role with uh, Solitaire Volkswagen? Ah, well, I'm a general sales manager. I've been here for 21 years at Solitaire Automotive. Um, I'm down Whoa. here at Hawthorne, but we also have another site at Medindi. So, yeah, great company to work for. 21 years. That's a massive innings. <laughs> do, you, do you ever go in and go like, how, you know, how do you reinvent it for yourself to stay sort of uh, on top of your game? Look, it's obviously the people that we work around, but it's the brand, the Volkswagen brand has just, even over the last few years, just keeps reinventing itself. So obviously having a look at that T-Rock that you guys have got there, that's yeah. entry level. So when I say entry level, that's, you know, good looking car, isn't it? Yeah. It certainly is. And I want to ask you about it. Can you give us some of the features? Yeah. We've been lucky enough to be uh, be doing some of these shows from Harbour Town, and we've had a, a variety of, of cars on display down here. But this one looks magnificent. So can you tell us a bit about it and, and some of the features that, uh, that it's got in it? Well, funnily enough, that particular car there is one of the best-looking cars that we've got in the range at the moment, and it is entry level. So um, that's a 110-kilowatt um, engine, as you see that car there, it's standard. So everything that you see there is standard on the car. Um, we're actually running, and I'm glad you guys called, because we're running a special at Solitaire, Volkswagen, Hawthorne and Medindi at the moment. That particular right. car there is just normally about 42 on road. Uh, we're currently running a special, 39990 drive away. For wow. that car there that you see. We've only just well, got that information like this morning. I might be okay. uh, finding my way down to Hawthorne this afternoon, Kylie, with that sort of news. <laughs> Absolutely. I would Very get in nice. quick because, the, yeah, I would get in quick if you want your choice of colour, guys. They won't last long. Okay. Very no. nice. And just before we let you go, Kylie, what, what's another popular model that's going on in, uh, in the showroom there? Absolutely. We've got uh, T-Cross, T-Cross Life, T-Cross Style. They're another small... SUV, we're running three new care plans on those as well. So uh, we've yep. got a lot of specials running at the moment. Um, definitely worthwhile coming to either visit Hawthorne or Medindi over the weekend yep. because soon get sooner you get in, the best choice of colour, best options, and we can deliver the vehicle straight away. Okay, get yourself down there, and Kylie Matthews will uh, be looking <laughs> yeah. after you, or, or one of the many other lovely people we've spoken to at Solitaire Volkswagen. Absolutely. Kylie, thank you so much for um, giving giving us your time. Not a problem at all, guys. Thank you very much, and have a good uh, weekend. And go Crows! Oh, and oh love the cars. very good. Go. She's just Whoops, gone up about ten levels. <laughs> <laughs> and then, we still love, we still definitely look after port supporters as well. Don't worry about okay, that. Okay, so just to make this official, if a port supporter enters the store, you will serve them or do you defer them to another Absol Absolutely, no, absolutely. <laughs> um, some of the port guys, no, honestly, some of the port guys have bought cars from us and they're fantastic guys. So um, obviously, absolutely yeah. look after anyone that comes through the showroom. But nothing wrong with having a little bit of fun. Spot on. <laughs> Absolutely. Very nicely done there, Kylie. Thanks, um, Solitaire Automotive, Solitaire Volkswagen has Adelaide's largest range of Volkswagens. Now, Bryce Gibbs. Well, they do, Tommy. And we are broadcasting live from Harbortown again this morning mm. down at the southern end. So if you are floating around in yes. and around Harbortown, pop in and come and have a look yes. at the Volkswagen that is right in front of us because 
it's a pretty sharp-looking piece of machinery, Tom. Absolutely. And if you uh, have a family, if you have produced, as they say, and uh, had children, I think it would be an ideal family car. Or if you're single and ready to mingle, Bryce, just uh, drive that one around the city and adapts and for all types of people's situations, yeah. Tom, which is what we love about <laughs> solitaire. Right. Automotive. Uh, now, we're live and interactive this morning, of course, as we always are. 0427 154 and we are asking, who's your tip for the showdown? What do you think is going to happen and why, Bryce? Maybe a showdown medalist, Tommy. Yeah. We've got one off the text line this morning already. Uh, Crows for the upset. I think Lockie Gallant could be a surprise for Port. Well, it says for Port, but uh, he plays for the Crows. And uh, Josh Rochelle, a big occasion player with the showdown medal. So okay. uh, get involved. I think Tell they us mean your thoughts. Lockie Gallant. Will be a surprise against Port. Yes. Surprise. He has played in a showdown too, Lockie Gallant. Yeah. And played pretty well. I think he kicked three or four goals last year in a game. Yeah, yeah he's a pretty good catch. He, I think he was drafted as like a slender wingman and uh, has turned up as sort of a third tall, really good mark for the Crows. So, yeah, I'd be interested to see how lucky Gollant goes because I, I really like him. I hope he can um, consolidate a spot in that side somehow with Shane McAdam there as well. I'm not sure how, but I'd like to see more of him. Uh, Bryce, look, the pressure on me just doesn't seem to relent uh, during this show because up next we've got question time and you're putting me under the grill. I have, well, I'm in control of the questions, as yeah. you just said, Tommy. Got a couple of rippers in there for you oh, and uh, a couple of curly ones. Yeah. I'm going to test your knowledge uh, about not just uh, AFL, which yeah. we know you're, you're a big Crows man, but uh, I've got a couple of questions hey, relating other sporting codes or... Sports okay. in general, Tom. So uh, the anticipation around that uh, is yes, huge, no it's doubt. It's huge. I'm, I'm nervous. Well, we are broadcasting to you live from Harbour Town at the southern end. Come and come on down and visit us. Bryce, as usual, is giving out free hugs if you do make it down. Uh, we're live and interactive on 0427154166. Or give us a call on 1300 736 736. It's 910. Well, it was Piglins, and he's been picked, I reckon he's been picked up by Pickett. It was slightly out of my line of sight, but I think it was Byron Pickett who has cleaned up Piglins. Well, you must... Piglins has not moved. He is out. And Byron might have claimed another one. That was Byron Pickett lining up Rhett Biglands in the showdown, Tommy. Right. And he did not move as Stephen Quartermain... Don't think he's properly recovered. I don't think he has, too, actually. So we're running <laughs> um, these showdown grabs all throughout the show and bringing up a lot of good memories, yeah. Tommy, watching those games over the past. And who knows, there might be a couple more created yeah. tonight in who? the showdown. But, Tommy, it is time yes. for this. I asked the Prime Minister, if you are so confident about your view of fight back... Why won't you call an early election? Yeah. Yeah. The, the answer is, mate, mate, because I want the to do you slowly. Oh, a bit of conjecture there yeah, in Parliament. It is. Always it gets is. our blood flowing. Parliament. It is, and this is a time where I get to ask you a couple of questions, Tommy, just yeah. to find out a little bit more about yourself and yeah. test your knowledge uh, in the world of sport. So let's jump straight into it. So okay. I'm keep it showdown theme for this first one obviously big game for both sides yeah 
uh, I want your thoughts on which coach will come under more pressure after a loss in the showdown tonight. Ooh, that's, that's actually a tricky one because although Ken Hinckley is uh, out of contract this year, I think it would be Matthew Nix who's under more pressure after a loss because going to one, going to zero three for the Crows, that's, uh, that's going to have the media talking no matter what. Two, showdown loss, never good. And it's, uh, it's going to be, I don't know, the people in this town are sort of impatient with, with coaches, particularly with the Crows. And it's a little different if he was coaching other sides from around the country. So it's, if Port had lost, yes, the pressure is on Kenny. But I think uh, that proper pressure for Ken Hinckley wouldn't come really until the middle of the year when people can make a proper judgment about where Port's season is headed. Yep. Very well yeah. answered. Okay. Uh, second so question, Tommy. There's been some rumours floating around in the last oh, maybe week or so uh, about yeah. Adelaide potentially getting a third licence. Norwood has been the team linked to maybe getting that licence. Uh, right, wrong or indifferent, true or false, we're not sure. But mm. my question to you, would a third team survive here in Adelaide, regardless whether it was Norwood or, or anyone else? Uh, no, I, I don't think it would because, I mean, you know, maybe it would survive, but I don't think it would thrive. The, the Norwood, for example, wouldn't get those bigger crowds that Port have fought so hard for to be able to get these crowds now that, that they've got. And maybe I'm closed-minded, but I'd rather see the Tassie. Obviously, they're going to come first. Maybe a Northern Territory side to just sort of round out the national game. A third side in Adelaide. I know. I don't know if that would take away a little bit from the two two team town showdown that we've got going on as well. Where do these rumours come from? Uh, that's a very good question. I'm, I'm not <laughs> sure, but uh, maybe the, the Adelaide Rams are ahead of yeah. everyone else uh, for an Adelaide team coming yeah. back. We'll uh, we'll soon find out. Now, so this one uh, is a little bit different, uh, and given it's the Australian Grand Prix happening mm. at the moment this weekend, mm. Tommy, over in Melbourne. Um, I want to get your thoughts on who do you think will win the big race? Well, I was hoping that you would ask me this because <laughs> I, I love the Grand Prix. I know so much about it as well. The detail uh, um, I'm very good with. So, yeah, I had a look up on uh, one of the gambling apps and I can see Max Verstappen. Is Max that Verstappen, yeah. Max Verstappen yeah, from Red Bull. is the favourite. But I thought... Look, we, we've got a Formula One expert in our midst. Uh, Craig, our tech, has uh, he actually follows it. So I've got no idea. I'm going to defer to you. Craig, have we got you there? Have you got a mic? Yeah, I'm here, mate. I'm okay, here. Craig, give us in 30 seconds who is going to win the Formula One, who's in the, in the pool and why? How's it going to pan out? Oh, thanks, Tommy. Um, I really appreciate the opportunity. Your tip for uh, Max Verstappen is pretty hot. I yeah. think Red Bull is definitely the form side, form team. They've got the fastest car and carrying the most pace on the racetrack uh, at the moment. Max Verstappen and his teammate uh, Sergio Perez are in a uh, points battle for the top of the for, for the championship at the moment after two rounds. Yep. Um, everything else to one side. Max Verstappen is probably the form guy, and you probably have to tip him. 
The other, the other driver who's in the in the race there is uh, is Fernando Alonso for Aston Martin. Uh, he's very, very fast. So he's uh, he's a dark horse for okay. maybe for a win or for a, a podium today. All right. Thank you very much, Craig the Tech, for saving my ass right there with the formula. I know, sorry, Bryce. I know nothing about formula. Okay, one. well that's what we uh, we want to find out. <laughs> Uh, in this question time, Tommy. All right, question four. Uh, which current actor would play you in a oh movie based on your life? God, that's that's really put me on the spot. Uh, God, based on my life, I'd have to say... They'd have to be pretty small, I would have thought, wouldn't they? In, diminutive. You know, in, in height. Yes, but not in spirit. Bryce, I can uh, answer this if you like. Uh, not in heart. Okay, producer Jace. Tell us your thoughts so I can think for a minute on this one. Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito. Oh, my God. Is it, this morning it's just a pile on. From Romancing uh, the Stone, Danny DeVito. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I like it. I'm going to say, I'm going to go out in the limb. I'm going to say Keanu Reeves because he's humble. Um, there was a, there's a uh, story about a production assistant that they had on set where they were talking about they were $20,000 in debt. Keanu just stepped in and paid the debt off, no problem. He still rides in the subway. He's had a lot of hardship in his life. You know, River Phoenix, his best friend, died. He's lost a baby. Um, I don't think that it emulates a lot of my life, no matter how much praise I get, no matter how much people appreciate my songs and all the good things I do in public and how humble I stay about all of this stuff. And I never even talk about it, Bryce. So Keanu Reeves would be definitely be the one that emulates my life and despite all the good things that I do. Love that. Yeah. And he's a good surfer at a point break. Uh, you, yeah. you, you'll carry those uh, <laughs> traits on, no doubt, as well. And the final question, mystery question. Tom Lyon, would you rather fight one, one horse-sized duck or a hundred duck-sized horses? Oh, my goodness. Let me, well, let me answer... phrase that again. Would you rather fight one... Horse-sized duck. I'm talking animals here. Yeah, yeah. Or 100 duck-sized horses. Well, I love that you brought the uh, duck theme uh, <laughs> into the show because they're one of my favourite, most gracious animals. And your spirit, spiritual this is, this animal. <laughs> some would say. <laughs> some would say the duck. The duck bill is my spirit animal. Um, God, that's another curling price. I'd say I would rather fight a horse-sized. Duck. Just one big fella. Just one big fella Just because a uh, hundred uh, duck-sized horses would be your size. <laughs> <laughs> would, would still yes, would, would still be my height. But they would surround me and get the better of me, I think. I, I think they would just get... Whereas if I was fighting one, I've got the option of moving a little bit. And uh, although, you know, it'd be much bigger, I could just manoeuvre myself and, and do something with it. Oh, very good. Well, that was uh, question time <laughs> for uh, another week. And as more, more and more people start walking into Harbour Town, walking past and yes. hearing us for the first time, today, they're giving us all sorts of looks yes. with <laughs> some of the questions that are being thrown out here. But we are here at Harbour Town, down the southern end, thanks to City Discount Tyres, City Discount Tyres, SUV tyre sales, on now, and Solitaire Automotive, Solitaire Volkswagen, Adelaide's largest range of Volkswagens. Uh, we're going to get to a break, Tommy, that's yes. uh, been a great little segment there. Yeah, well, uh, it's my new favourite It is 25 time. past nine, uh, top of 22 today. Nice. Oh, Saturday. 
City Discount Tyres. Buy three, get one free on the popular Falcon Zeke CT60 SUV tyre. This is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. Good morning. What a big day ahead. It's showdown day and we are excited for it. We've got a very special guest coming up next, actually, Bryce Gibbs, is Sammy Jacobs, the three-time medalist. Um, Producer Jason, have you, you've got some interactive texts for us. Uh, yes, Tommy. Uh, the punters have come for you in regards to who would play you in a movie. So oh. uh, we've got uh, okay. John from um, Ferriton Park who says... <laughs> Well, this is an interesting one here, and I love it. Uh, he says, uh, for, to scale, and because he's also an international man of mystery, <laughs> to scale. Tom Cruise would be right up oh, there. Oh, you're kidding. No, We've you're got a couple kidding. of others as well. My favourite is... not. That's my, not that right. is legit. Uh, my favourite, though, here is uh, is Ed Sheeran. Uh, I can see the resemblance. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, we've got another one. one here for <laughs> Mr Miyagi from The Karate Kid. How is that? We're just throwing out people now. Like, <laughs> can I, I'll, I'll just say, you know, Chris Hemsworth or yeah. Leo DiCaprio. You, you look like you're from Okinawa. <laughs> <laughs> That's all off the text for now, boys. For appropriation. Oh, very good. I've, I've come up with one, thinking about okay. it. Okay. Oh, have you? And it's, it's Rob Schneider. <laughs> Where do you, you... Sorry. I can just picture you just out of nowhere, you, you know, popping up in the background. You can do it. <laughs> okay. He just plays that cameo okay. in all those movies. But uh, we are live and interactive, Tommy. Uh, well, there's a couple of great ones off the text. Uh, get involved. 0427 154 Yes. And Apart from nominations for who would play you in a movie, Tommy, we're yeah. asking results for the showdown tonight. Who will win and why? Maybe a showdown medalist. So text your thoughts through. And yeah. as you mentioned, we are going to be speaking to one of the all-time best performers yes. in showdowns. My old teammate and good friend, Sam Jacobs. 2012, 2014 and 2017, Sammy Jacobs has won the medal. Now, for the record, Tom Cruise, I'm, ha I'm happy to go with, but for, <laughs> for his bravery. It's 9.30, time for the news. City Discount Tyres. Buy three, get one free on the popular Falcon Zeke CT60 SUV tyre. This is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. Good morning, so... Two and a half minutes remaining. Oh, Robbie Gray. That's classical Robbie Gray. Four goals in a quarter. What a start. At half forward, Brown is on Gray. He's looming again here. Good tackle pressure from Need. He's ready in the pocket. Here we go for five and a quarter. Robbie, Robbie! Let him entertain you! As I was saying, good morning, so good to be with you. That was the wonderful Robbie Gray with his five goals in a quarter. Here's a showdown specialist, Bryce Gibbs. Like our very special guest we've got on the line, he's a three-time showdown medalist, 2012, 2014, 2017, equal with the great Mark Grishudio. And, um, Jesus, the Crows are missing his good tap work. Now, who have we got, Bryce? He's a close friend of yours. He certainly is. Uh, my very good friend, old housemate uh, wow. back in Melbourne, Lucky enough to play with him at both Carlton and the Crowies. And as you said, could be the best showdown performer for the Adelaide Crows. Ever. Ever. Uh, and I speak of the great Sam Jacobs. Good morning, Sauce. How are you, Lish? And uh, also, we're Dutton Lane demons, mate. But that's, uh, that's probably a story for another day. That is yeah. a story for another day. So how are you this morning? I know 
it can be uh, a little bit chaos in your house at times. Uh, what's happening in the Jacobs household this morning? Not sometimes, mate. All the times. Now, uh, as you know, mate, we got three three little girls, so um, it's always busy, but um, we love it, and it's showdown day, so um, where it's uh, it's nice to be able to spend time with the family today, and then obviously get to get and have a look tonight. And what what's your game ro- game day role down there, Sauce? I've noticed you you're popping up here and there with the crows. Yeah, so I've got a I've got a pretty big role within the club. Um, I'm there full time as well, but. Obviously, the part you're referring to is game day, so I'm the, the game day MC, and then obviously I host the after party as well. So I'm really yeah. loving it. I guess to spend a lot of time um, with the past players, I guess managing all the past players. I'm on the heritage committee, <clears throat> and then uh, okay. and then manage a fair fair bit of member stuff as well. So um, it's a yeah pretty pretty wide ranging role. Now I didn't know that you and Bryce were housemates. Um, Absolutely. From your time at Carlton, he's a pretty cool cat. Is there anything we should know about him that's sort of not on the public record? Any anything he does, you know, everyone you you see their real habits when you live with each other. <laughs> Mate, I don't know. I don't know where I should start with that. There's probably a lot more <laughs> I could say off there than than on here. But um, no, it's <clears throat> my first two years. I lived with Sean Grigg and Michael Jamison, and Gibbsy had a uh, a host family, the great Shane O'Sullivan at Carlton, which everyone in footy pretty much knows Shane. So he spent a lot of time with us. Uh, for the first two years, and then he took me in the the next two years after that for my four years at Carlton. So um, he was a very good host. He uh, he charged us very little rent, so uh, we we're on a bit of a gravy train when um when we we're coming through. But he was the number one pick, so he uh, he got looked after early days. Okay, just what I do look look after people. Wow, well, so you've, you've uh, looked Confirm that. So source obviously. Um, let me just get your thoughts on how you think the Crows have started this year before we jump into the showdown. Obviously, uh, haven't won a game yet, but have showed some good signs yep. and probably just a bit of consistency within games. We've seen them play some really good quarters of footy and then some, some pretty poor quarters of footy. Where do you see their, their, their couple of games they've played so far? Yeah, you're probably on, you know, you're hitting that on the head there. But I think yeah, the biggest challenge is when you're, I guess, a younger team. We hate using the R word because we're sort of coming out of that as the Crows now, but. Um, you know, they're at that stage now where, where guys need to, I guess, develop that, you know, that on-field leadership and be able to stem the tide of when, when teams get run-ons. Um, you saw the first game was that third quarter against the Giants and then last week against Richmond was that second quarter where you can't afford to have 30 minutes of bad footy because it just puts you on the back foot. And, um, you know, been able to, you know, stop the, stop the tide at sort of, you know, two goals, two or three goals and actually be able to manage that. It's probably the next stage. And then, I guess, on top of that is being able to play four quarters. I think I heard a stat last week that there was four players that had played 200 games last week and everyone else had played under 100. So probably shows you where, you know, a lot of the experience and, and leadership falls. Um, and probably they just need to spread that across the board. And that, that comes back to performance over four quarters and also leadership within game. So let's continue that on into the showdown week. And, yep. and no better way to kickstart your season with a win against yeah, the old foe in Port. Yep. Now, you played um, some of your best footy in showdowns, it's fair to say. Do you think that rivalry is still there? I mean, sometimes the week can be built up and the, the both teams can go at it a little bit in the media, but did, did you find you, yourself getting up a little bit more in these games? And you were lucky enough to play for Carlton and, and in some big games yep. there. But to, to come and spend most of your career here in Adelaide, you uh, you played always good against Port Adelaide. Did you, did you find yourself getting up for these games? 
Yeah, I did. I, I think um, we're talking about it during the week, Gibber, and I think the main thing is it's sort of it's a fans' week, so it's it's, it's a week for the fans and the members. So, you know, you, you sort of play for that person that's going to the cafe to get his coffee with his mate. One's a Crows man, one's a Port man, because you know at the end of the day they're the ones that have to live live the result for you know until you till you play Port the next time. But I guess within that, I, I felt a massive responsibility that you know we wanted to be the number one team in South Australia and. I guess now I still still carry part of that now, but you know it's just off field and in the administration area. But I think that was the biggest thing for me, mate. Is just that it is it is the the biggest two games of the home and away season, and there's an opportunity to be able to perform in a big game and um, to get one over the old rivalry uh, over the old rival is is, is massive. And um, not only that, I think it just sets you up for a, for a good year as well. Like if you're generally winning the showdowns, you you put you put yourself in a pretty good spot ladder wise as well. So. Um, yeah, it has a big impact on the year, no doubt. Yeah, I can see that because they're tough games to win. Have you got a memory or a story about any particular showdown that sort of stuck out for you? You know, anything weird or, or just a particular game that, that you remember most? Good question. There's probably a fair few, that, I guess, moments or whatever that stick out to me. And I think it's probably just, just the way that how close the games are and the finishes. I mean, the Phil Walsh showdown is the one that stands out. The second one, I think it was around 15, 2000 and, uh, 2015 as well, where, where we held on by three points. You know, we were up by six goals at three-quarter time and held on by three points. You know, I think about, um, you know, Eddie kicking all those goals from the boundaries and, and lighting it up. And um, I guess the biggest thing I'm proud of is that it, it is a responsibility to to you know, get the wood over port, and for me, I think I was ten and five in showdowns or something like that. So, um, you know, that's probably one of my proudest, proudest career achievements is to make sure I carried the carried the baton to make sure the Crows had a had a better win loss than port. Uh, and just a couple before we let you go, Source. Now, it looks like you've got itchy feet, and you, yep. you've been a little bit, you've been out of the game with a with a knee for uh, 12, yep. 18 months, and you're making a comeback. This year, oh. who were yep. you playing for, and what was the uh, the motivation behind uh, coming back to play footy this year? Well, I guess the first thing it's not a comeback because I I didn't actually <laughs> finish up because I just got injured unfortunately. So as you as you mentioned, did my ACL last year. But um, mate, I I love and give it's probably the same reason why you're still playing at South, mate. I I love playing <laughs> footy as much as I did when I was I was 12 years old. Um, you know, if I'm not playing footy or sport, you know, my my life seems pretty quiet. So. Um, I'll keep playing as much as I can and in terms of where I'm playing um, last year I, I tried to get back to play for Ardross in my home club I sort of two years back there but with the young kids and the travel and all that it just got too hard so um, I lobbed into Flagstaff Hill I had a mate that's playing there and um, really really looking forward it's only 20 minutes from home um, in Glenelg so I'm um, looking forward to having a kick there this year they uh, they seem to win more games than they lose as well Flaggy so I'm happy to jump on a river gravy train and win some games, and then uh, I'll look forward to you, you coming across Lish when, uh, when your days are done at South Adelaide. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll see how we go. And when you're not uh, you know, playing footy or, or obviously spending time with your family, you're, you're a big fantasy basketballer source. Uh, I'm just wondering how <laughs> yeah. you, your team went this year because you, uh, you promised a lot at the start of the season. Um, uh, did you end up delivering in, uh, when the pointy end of the season came in finals? <laughs> I love you brought this up. You know, I'm uh, I'm not backwards and coming forward with my team, um, mate. I've got the I had the best team in the comp this year. I just couldn't get it done. So um, it is, mate. It's a, it's an awesome part of our life, fantasy. And I, I, the best thing I love about it is 
you know, obviously you're playing at South, you've got all your family stuff going on, um, you know, with your kids. The best thing for me is that it, it, it enables you to stay connected with your mates um, in another way because obviously you get harder with everyone being so busy. But fantasy and basketball is something we can talk about every day. We've got a group of 12 of us who literally, you know, the, the chat is going all day, every day. So um, for me, the, the basketball is great, but it's, it's just the, the banter we have and the chat we have and the way we think we're uh, NBA GMs is what, the, is what I love most. So what I, what I got out of that is that you, you did no good when, when it mattered. <laughs> <laughs> There's only so much I can control, Luke. <laughs> Very good. Hey, thank you, Source, for joining us this morning. That was uh, fascinating, fun and, and insightful. Thank you for your time, mate. No, nah, no worries, boys. Loving the show. Uh, thanks for having me on. Cheers. Hey, Source, um, showdown medalist tonight. Who's your tip? Good one. Um, I'm going to say Rory Laird. Oh, nice straight bat. Like it. He's uh, due for yep. another big one, Lady. And that means the Crows win as well. So it certainly does. I wasn't going to ask you that. <laughs> yeah. I knew the answer to that one. <laughs> Unbiased. Uh, thanks exactly. very much. That was uh, Sammy Sauce Jacobs, our very special guest, uh, covering the showdown. Bryce Gibbs, we've got to get to a break, uh, but we're here for Lumo Energy Essay. SCNSA Studio Lumo SA is at number one King William Street, powered by Lumo Energy SA. City discount tyres, city discount tyres, SUV tyres, tyre sales are right now. And Solitaire Automotive, of course, we've got the very beautiful car right next to us. Solitaire Volkswagen, Adelaide's largest range of Volkswagens. It's 9.45. City discount tyres. Buy three, get one free on the popular Falcon Zeke CT60 SUV tyre. This is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. In the closest match in the history of the two clubs, Adelaide win by three points. They're in the eight. To mark his significant contribution to both clubs, they have decided tonight to rename the showdown medal the Philip Walsh medal for today's game. It is my pleasure to announce that the winner of the Philip Walsh medal for Showdown 39 from the Adelaide Football Club, Scott Thompson. Oh, yes, another incredible memory there. Bruce McAvaney's voice also just gives me the tingles when you hear that. But, uh, yeah, that was, a, that was a highly emotional game. It sounds sort of uh, weirdly came together that week because uh, it, was, it was a strange week after Phil Walsh's death. But... Bryce, it's time for our big preview, uh, the big game. Look, for the Crows, Jordan Butts, Lockie Gollant and Wayne Miller are in. Uh, Darcy Fogarty is out with a bit of a, a knee issue, probably just a couple of weeks. Elliot Himmelberg's been dropped. Harry Schoenberg's been uh, rightfully dropped and Paddy Parnell uh, concussed. And whereas Port have got Jeremy, Jeremy Finlayson, Riley Bonner, Tom Cleary coming in. Jace Burgoyne omitted. Mitch Giorgiani's omitted. Orazio Fantasia omitted. And Ryan Burton suspended. Some big omissions there for Port Adelaide, Bryce. Yes, there certainly is. And I think finally Adelaide have got it right at the selection table yes. this week. I think apart from Darcy Fogarty being out, I reckon this is the strongest team Adelaide's teams looked all year and yeah I'm I think they look a lot better with Riley Philthorpe in in the forward line yeah. I think Wayne Malera 
is a, still a, a star yeah. and will give him a lot of bounce off half back. And Jordan Butts, I'm still trying to work out why he, he dropped. was dropped last week. Uh, well, I actually think Matty Nix uh, mentioned that in his recent press conference. He did have this to say. Oh, Butsy took it. Butsy did exactly what we were after. Um, you know, sometimes you make decisions not, not purely around uh, you need time back. It's about sometimes a jolt, sometimes it's just a response you're looking for. And, um, you know, we got that response. It's not always something you see on a footy field. Uh, he's, he's a really important part of our, our journey and where we're heading. Um, you know, he's a rock-solid key defender at his best. He's beaten some of the best forwards in the game. Apologies to everyone. Jace back in the studio here. The uh, <laughs> Just as Gibbsy's thrown to that grab, the computer froze. But we're back now, so all good, boys. <laughs> Thanks, Jace. Uh, so, yeah, Butsy there's going to take the uh, big gorilla, Charlie Dixon, which will be an interesting matchup. The biggest one for me to watch out for tonight is how the Crows defend the turnover and sort of stop the bleeding because in the first week they bleed, uh, bled nine goals straight. Then against Richmond, they bleed 11 goals straight in a row. So surely, surely they've got... Because Port will get a run on at some stage. Surely they've got a plan in place to stop that, do you reckon, Bryce? Well, I think they would because it has been a trend in yeah. their performances in the first couple of weeks uh, in terms of stopping momentum, um, getting the, the game back on their terms because we've seen them play some amazing quarters of footy where they've scored heavily. Mm. But as you just mentioned, on the flip side, when they've let teams get a run on and, and have a sniff, they've, they've just haven't been able to, to curb that. And I think Port are in a bit of a similar boat in terms of consistency. Mm. I mean, we've seen them play a really good round one um, yeah. game against Brisbane. Then they come out and get absolutely blown off the park against what we know is a good side in Collingwood. But that performance, full stop, just was not up to the level. So they've played a good game and a bad game. And the Crows have played, within their two games, a couple of good halves yeah. and a couple of very poor halves. So I think you're right. I think playing four quarters is going to be or have a huge say in who wins this tonight and, and more more specifically who can, as you said, curb that momentum when a team gets a run on. How can they stop the bleeding essentially and, and get the game back on their terms again? Yep. Uh, and what is making it more difficult in those times for the Crows is their, their accuracy in front of goal. You know, missing so many shots just puts the pressure right back on. But when the other team goes and scores at the other end and... The most intriguing battle where, the, you know, this year so far, the mids for the Crows haven't really hit the scoreboard uh, at all. Um, it's going to, we always say it, Bryce, the midfield battle is going to be integral to how this game play, plays out. So we've got Wines, Horn Francis, Rosie and Drew against Laird, Barry, Rochelle for bits and bobs. And it uh, looks like they've put Sloan back in the guts. Who He will relish that, won't he? He will, and, and he usually plays good in these big games as well. Yeah. He's probably been a little bit down on form in the last couple of weeks. We know he, he's coming back from a year out of the game. Um, but, yeah, if they, they, I don't think they'll play him full-time in there. I still mm. think he'll play on the wing and, and maybe even a little bit at half-back as a chop-out. But he, he will go in some centre bounces, I think. And, I mean, in terms of around the ball and around the contest, you're right. The, the game these days usually is won and lost in the midfield. And... We know what Adelaide bring around the contest. Their, their contested ball work, their tackling pressure, uh, their, their pressure on the oppo is elite and one of the best 
in the competition. Right. So it'll be interesting to see how Port go in this area. Obviously, they're very good against Brisbane, who are a very good stoppage and, and clearance team. Got smacked up against Collingwood. And playing a team like the Crows, who are so good in that area, are they going to be able to stand up? Yeah. Are we going to see the Jason Horn Francis from round one, him winning hard balls, using his legs to get out of stoppage, delivering the ball inside 50? Are we going to see Connor Rosie and Zach Butters, you know, use their dance feet and and balk and, and get through congestion uh, mm. and, and set up players on the outside, getting it into the hands of Kane Farrell, um, Xavier Dersma to, to deliver the ball? Trav Boak, I think, is like Sloan, will, will be back this week and spend some more time in the midfield as well. So yep. that's uh, another big inclusion. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be fascinating to see what happens around the ball. Yeah, absolutely. It'll be interesting to see how Sam Berry responds. He's had two down weeks in a row. And by comparison to how he finished off last year, he is uh, not, not tracking that well, but I think he's got pride and I think he's going to try to respond and lay out a few tackles, uh, lay some blokes on their asses and... Um, you know, you just want to see him get get around those 20 touches. Now, before we get to a very special um, package, Bryce, that I've prepared, <laughs> who's your tip? Who's your tip for the win? Who's your tip for the uh, medal? Uh, that's a good question. I think it's going to be a tight game. Yeah. I think these games traditionally are, and what's on the line for both sides, it's huge. Yeah. The Port are going to go one and... Two or Crows are going to go 0 and 3. So yeah. in terms of both teams' seasons, it's huge. Yeah. And we spoke about the, the team and the coach coming under pressure um, after a loss tonight. It, it'll, be, it'll be spoken about for the next couple of days. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. I think, I think the Crows can win this game. Wow. Just uh, their ability to scrap around the stoppages, and I think they can get the ball forward more often than not. And if they can lock the ball in their half, set up defensively well, play a, a front-half game, yep. I think they will generate enough scoring opportunities to, to win a, a close showdown. Wow, you surprised me, Bryce. I've, uh, I've got port. I think it'll be close, but uh, I think they, when their ball movement gets going, they'll just slice up the crows. Unless, unless there's a little plan in place for to defend Port Adelaide and stop all that bleeding. But look, right now, uh, we, we've got a special song and we've got a special cameo in this song. Travis Boak, his underwear line is phenomenal. Um, no, this is not a cash for comment thing. I'm wearing them today. They're very comfortable. Uh, they give me a home. And uh, so we've got a very, you'll hear a very special voice of Travis Boke in this song. And also your good friend, Jason Horn Francis. He might bob up as well, Bryce. And this is just to get you in the mood for the showdown tonight. Horn have Horn Francis. Man, that kid knows us well. Thanks for the song, guys. Bokey has bounced back. My underwear line's doing well. I guess it's a pretty big game. Back in front, Port Adelaide. Bring them down. Bring them down. Hashtag we cry as one again. It's a freaking showdown. Port are going to be fired up when Ken Higley says stuff like this. You got it looking right you in the eye right now. 
And Maddie Nix says platitudes like this. To have maybe our mindset right in that moment, and it's not selfish, trying so hard for the team. The Crows need redemption. A horrible start for the Crows. We're seeing some cracks, but form counts for nothing. Just don't play Dawson at fullback. It's only one man to cover himself in glory. Just coming back. way but they're ready Howard pumps it in they've got the out number they all crash down flashpoint Stevie Modlock what a time he is floating on air now Stevie Modlock a brilliant commentary there from Anthony Hudson Uh, we are with you right now from Harbour Town broadcasting Live and interactive, and we've got a very beautiful Solitaire automotive vehicle right next to us. Our big sponsor for today, Solitaire. Uh, Solitaire Volkswagen, Adelaide's largest range of Volkswagens. Lumo Energy SA, SENSA's Studio Lumo is at number one King William Street, powered by Lumo Energy SA. We've got a very special guest on the phone, Bryce Gibbs, and uh, fitting ahead of the showdown, he's a Port Adelaide Hall of Famer, Brian Cunningham. Uh, Brian, have we got you there? Yep, I'm here, Tom. Take it away, Bryce. Good morning, Bucky. Uh, hope you're well today on Showdown Day. Obviously, uh, a, a, an amazing player for the Port Adelaide Magpies. Um, as a past player, do you still keep up to date with, with how Port are going, still tune in, keep, uh, keep an eye on their performances? Oh, I, I started at Port, Bryce, when I was uh, 15, so... It's been a big part of my life, and I left, I left when I was 51, and we just finished, uh, that was the end of 2004, and we won our first premiership, so it was a big part of my life, so yeah, I, the answer to your question is I, I, keep, I keep involved, the club are really good to me um, in so many ways, in, they, they look after their, their old, uh, old players and old people very well, which, which I think is not just Port Adelaide, a lot of footy clubs, you would know that from your experience as well. Um, clubs are great, are great places to be. Bucky, you, you were CEO back in the early days at Port Adelaide. Can you just talk us about the birth of the club, the AFL team, and how that process looked and sort of all came about? Um, well, you know, there's a big story to it. It's a, a lot of yeah. it political. A lot of it probably hasn't, the story hasn't properly been told. And, and um, But I, I think probably you go back to the history of the SNFL and Port Adelaide was pretty dominant, and, and Norwood for that matter, pretty dominant over a long period of time in the, in the you know, from 1900 onwards for almost 100 years. So up to 1990, um, you know, we, our players were going into state because of the, the attraction of the AFL, etc. Um, the SNFL didn't move very quickly on a licence for the AFL. And in 1990, the AFL asked Port and Norwood, I think, um, both clubs to uh, would you like an AFL license and um, and so that's when the um, that's when the whole thing started. Port said yes, Nord said no, and all of a sudden the uh, proverbial hit the fan and uh, Port Adelaide were ostracised because we tried to get in the AFL competition in 1990. I, I started as CEO in 1992, and we built mm. a plan to get the second license. Fascinating. So. 
onwards from that, you know, you're, you're in the AFL and we're talking prison bars now. So what, what was the original agreement you sort of had in place with the AFL on Collingwood, which was, uh, if I got this correct, not to wear the prison bar jersey? No, there was never any agreement in relation to that. We, the, the arrangement yep. of us coming in the AFL was that we would add colours to, and with the ch- colours we chose were, were teal and silver, and uh, yep. there was never any, never any mention of the of the prison bar Guernsey. Uh, there was never any mention uh, of us not wearing it. We never signed any agreement not to wear it, etc. We wore it in two thousand and two for the first time when I was chief executive in 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 one of our games, and and since then it's had a lot of notoriety. But it's a really important Guernsey for us. There you go, debunked. Bryce? Yeah, and for for being such a you know a Port Adelaide person, and and for the fans and supporters of of the the many generations, and they're going to be wearing the prison bar jumper today or tonight in the showdown. How important is it for Port Adelaide fans and supporters, and and even players, current and and past players, to for them to wear this jumper in in a showdown in uh, in the in the biggest game in Adelaide uh, that we'll see all year. Yeah, I, I think for our supporters, I know, I know our players are really keen to do that. I've, I've uh, been fortunate enough to, to, to talk to them about that. But it's the Guernsey, the Port Adelaide Guernsey, the call it prison bar, if you like, it's the clearest and it's the most visible link to our past. So, you know, getting into the AFL was a tough journey for Port. Um, our supporters stuck with us the whole way, despite all the ups and downs uh, over the journey. And... Uh, Swagger challenges. Uh, we're we're now in the AFL and we're an established club in the AFL and we're recognised in the AFL. But the, the the Guernsey for our supporters is, I think, more. You know, this is our past and it, and it comes forward into the import Adelaide into the AFL. So that that really visible link to our past history is such an important thing for our footy club because footy clubs, you know, just you know they. They had history. That people's lives. They remember. People remember a lot of things around in their life. And one of the things they do remember, if they're passionate about their footy, is, is their footy club and how well that's performed over the journey. Yeah, it gives reverence and meaning, um, bringing the past with the with the present, Bucky. Now, before we let you go, that you're a Hall of Famer in the SA Hall of Fame. But was there anyone who sort of from your time wasn't inducted into the Hall of Fame? from your group that, that you wish had been? Oh, wow, that's a tough question, Tom, <laughs> um, off the top of my head. I, no, I reckon, I reckon one of the things that I've noticed about Port Adelaide and, and you know, with Maddie Richardson now as CEO and, and the rest of the crew down there, they are so hell-bent on making sure that our is not lost. Um, we, yeah. And I, I'm lucky. I sit on the Life Membership Committee for Port Adelaide and also the SNFL. Um, Hall of Fame committee, so I get to see all the facts and figures, and we don't miss many. Put it that way, uh, I think most everyone uh, gets the the respect that they deserve. There there will be there on on both of those lists, whether that be the Port Adelaide list or the SNFL list. I know there's there's people who will be will be honoured in the future, and you know uh, it's just you can't honour everyone at all at the same time. That's the thing. Bucky, our producer, Jace, has a very burning question that he would like to ask you. So we're just going to throw to Jace. You there, Jace? 
I am. Uh, thanks, Tommy. And Barky, thanks for being on the show today, mate. Really appreciate you chatting with the boys while they're on location. But I wanted to ask you before we say farewell um, about Bruce Weber, um, because Ooh. he obviously, Port Adelaide people know the name well. Um, he was a man of vision, um, but you worked closely with him in those early days. Can you tell us about the connection you two had and, and what he means to Port Adelaide? I think he means a lot, and I think people don't don't realise how much Bruce Weber meant because, as I said before, when you get asked by the AFL, would you would you like to put your, your hand up for an AFL licence? You've got to say yes or no. Bruce said yes. The board said yes at the time. Um, and and that that for him was really you know it was a, a really difficult not not a difficult decision to make but he wore a lot in that and uh, and unfortunately you know Bruce died young he died I think at 52 in 2006 and never ever got the recognition that uh, for his vision and for for putting um, putting himself at the front of the of the fracas as it were because it was a it was a brutal um, fight to get that second license in the AFL, and Bruce started that journey in 1990. So, you know, to see him um, recognised posthumously, I know, uh, in our Hall of Fame the other night was really, really important for all of us. Bucky, thank you so much for giving us your time. Insightful chat. Uh, what's on for the rest of your day to lead into the showdown? Uh, I've got a bit of work to do here at home. We're just building a new house. We've <laughs> got a bit of rubbish to do. But then I'll be, I'll be there tonight, like... like you know, 50,000 objects, which was a sold-out event. It's a big, it's a big event. I'm looking forward to it. So, and uh, and and we'll be there. Yep. Fantastic. That's Brian Cunningham, Port Adelaide Hall of Famer. Uh, it is 13 minutes past 10, so we've got to get to a break. The sun is poking its head out. It looks to be a perfect day for a showdown. But up next, we're going to give you the latest in sport all around the world and in footy in our sports wrap. It's nine. It's 10:13. City Discount Tyres. Buy three, get one free on the popular Falcon Zeke CT60 SUV tyre. This is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. And we've got a box eye. Oh, Pierre Dickham won too. Two haymakers throwing off the ball. Everybody's smart. They're still fighting down there. Oh, the great uh, brawl between Scott Cummings and uh, Rod Jamison in the that was showdown one, was it, Bryce? It was yeah. one of the early ones, certainly. Yeah, I think it was Setting showdown the scene one for that rivalry time. Yeah. The showdown. Yes, oh, I'm looking forward to it today. Look, we've got a few texts here from the text line. One from Brett saying, "Morning, guys, doing a great job. Thank you." Um, <laughs> showdown day is always so exciting to have a good day, guys. Good luck for the Panthers, Bryce. And go the mighty pair. Okay, and another one from Brett. Great stuff there, Tommy. Funny as. And I think he's talking about my song. About the song, yes. We didn't touch on that because we went straight to uh, the news, Tommy. But uh, again, you never fail to surprise. You just keep setting the bar higher Higher and higher and higher. higher. But you know what will end up happening? One week, I'll just chuck up some garbage. It'll be just a 30-second piece of garbage. It's time for our sports wrap. So there are other sports that do exist in the world and Adelaide United solidified themselves as Melbourne City's nearest challenges to the A-League Men's Premiership as they condemned Western Sydney to a spiteful 3-2 defeat. 
Wanderers skipper Mark Hello was sent off during the dying stages of Friday's game after placing Adelaide wonder kid Nestori Irankuda, hope I've pronounced that correctly, in a headlock in a result which all but blew Western Sydney's slim chances of catching Adelaide and the city at the summit of the table. Uh, here's a bit from that night. Who's going to provide the goals? Cloth again, short this time. But Goodwin, change of angle for the Englishman. And nodded in beautifully by Ben Warland. Their hero in front of them, Craig Goodwin, drives it. It's towards an end post. It's worked again. Same combination from the corner. And Ben Warland has a double. Again, surely the Wanderers have learned their lesson. It's in that area, and it comes for Halloran. Great save. And Kitto and Ibasuki stands it in. Yeah, what a huge win that was mm. for Adelaide United in uh, a top-of-the-table clash, really, mm. uh, second v third, and they go six points clear of the Wanderers now and only one point behind top-of-the-table Melbourne City. So the Reds are having a very good year. Um, to some motorsports now, Oscar yes. Piastri is being hailed for calmly coping with the media, I suppose, and, yeah, the, and the, the build-up. Uh, in his first home Formula One Grand Prix, um, as Red Bull laid down uh, the, their first showing in Melbourne uh, yesterday. Uh, he was the 12th fastest out of the 20 drivers uh, mm. on opening practice day at Albert Park and the 14th quickest in what was a, a wet session. Uh, Red Bull's reigning world champion, Max Verstappen, your pick, Tommy, yes. to win the Grand Prix, posted the fastest time of the day. Uh, which he dominated, which he already has already dominated in the, the couple of races to date. So um, well done to Oscar for handling that pressure. Yeah. We, we know we've seen um, At home. Aussies, Mark Webber. Um, the other his, guy. <laughs> what's his name? <laughs> Daniel Ricciardo. Daniel Ricciardo, of course. Alan had Jones. a brain fart there. Yeah. But, um, he's uh, holding himself very well. Yeah, yeah. No, always good for Australians to perform under the home home ground pressure. Uh, our Australian cricket team did not do that. Now, Bryce, it's round one in the Sandful. You are playing today. Uh, what's involved in your warm-up? Is your body going to take a little while to get going? Yeah, we've been sitting down for the best part of a couple of hours, Tommy, so I'm going to need a couple of hours to limber up and get ready. But yeah. it is the Sandful round one this weekend. Kicked off last night at Cooper Stadium. Norwood played the Eagles, and it was an upset for the, the reigning premiers. Um, the Eagles absolutely smashed them uh, on their home Ooh, deck. So geez. the Eagles, who were missing a few by the looks of things last night, have got off to a great start. Uh, but in other games uh, playing today, we've got North Adelaide taking on West Adelaide at Prospect. Uh, my Panthers were playing Central Districts out at Flinders University Stadium. Uh, Sturt are playing Glenelg at Unley Oval and the second showdown, yeah. uh, the, the curtain raiser to the big uh, senior game, Port are taking on the Crows. So it's great to have Sandful footy back yeah. up and running this year. And just before we get to a break, so who, who apart from your sexy Panthers, um, who's the the pick of the bunch to really contest for the flag uh, this year? Tommy, it's too hard to pick, to be honest. It's uh, oh, a it very good. competitive season, I think, we're about to embark on. And uh, there's the best part of 
you know, six, seven teams can, can put their hand up and compete really? for a flag this year, which is really exciting for, for the fans and for the Sandful and, and SA footy in general. Fantastic for the Sandful Cop. We're broadcasting live from Harbour Town for our good friends at Solitaire Automotive, Solitaire Volkswagen, Adelaide's largest range of Volkswagens. City discount tyres, SUV tyres deals are on now. And Lumo Energy SA, SEN's SA's Lumo Energy. Uh, sorry, Lumo, Studio Lumo at number one King William Street is powered by Lumo. Bryce Gibbs is 10.23. The sun is coming out for a beautiful day ahead of Showdown Day. <laughs> City discount tyres. Buy three, get one free on the popular Falcon Zeke CT60 SUV tyre. This is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. Nearly took it, missed it. Murphy on his left. Oh, it's a free kick. Free kick. Can you believe it? The siren will sound. Can he actually take his kick? Oh, no, Dawson's taking it. Dawson wants it. He says, I get the big bucks. Give me a chance to win it. Can he kick it from 47? It starts right. He's kicked it. He's kicked it. Win the game. No way he's kicked it. You get more of that uh, wonderful anarchy of the, the SEN call later today on uh, Port Nation or the SEN app. Uh, just hit whichever station you, you want to listen to and you can catch uh, Kim Dillon and David Wildy calling the game, the showdown later today. And Paul Bonter at Wigan Oval calling Sturt v Glenelg. Bryce, let's do some quick fire tips before we've got to head off. Uh, Hawthorne versus North. Oh, this one's a tough Grouch. one. I'm going to tip... Well, if Hawthorne are going to win one, it's going to be one against North Melbourne. Mm. Two coaches going against each other. I'm going to tip uh, Hawthorne. Oh, OK. Giants v Carlton at Giants uh, Stadium. Carlton. Oh, of course. Uh, St Kilda v Essendon. Um, St Kilda. OK, finally... Uh, Port Vic Crows, your showdown medalist and winner. I'm going to tip Adelaide, and uh, if Rochelle, uh, not Rochelle, if Isaac Rankin can kick straight, he's kicked four goals, six for the start of the year. If he yep. can kick straight, he'll win the showdown medal. Okay, I'm changing my tip from Port to the Crows. Uh, surprisingly, I'm going to go Josh Rochelle because he's been the Crows' best player all year. Thanks so much for joining us. We've had a great time. Uh, <laughs> this morning, coming to you from Harbour Town for Solitaire Automotive. Enjoy the showdown. Morning, boys. Game hello!